Hey everyone, welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer. It has been a minute, hasn't it? Um, I think this series kind of knocked me on my rear end here, um, going through the Alzheimer's and dementia, and it does bring up memories and reliving some of the things. So just being transparent and honest. Today I actually am wrapping up this series for now on dementia and Alzheimer's. And what I want to do is share some quick tips to help you out. As a caregiver, as you go through watching your loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's, first and foremost, you must reach out and get help and... Um, Tap into as many resources as possible. It's so nice that we have Google now that we can connect in that capacity. But you want to make sure you reach out because there is, there are, I should say, community and state and national support. And as you go through it, you're going to want to reach out and connect for insurance, financial, and legal issues. So that just to kick that off, I want to talk about um, knowing the signs. I did talk about it at the beginning, but I want you to teach yourselves. This is education beyond the classroom. You need to teach yourselves about different signs that could come up that start, you know, that are um, kind of a warning sign to dementia and Alzheimer's. It, the big thing is, he, you notice forgetfulness, but you know what? All of us are kind of forgetful. Confusion is a big thing. So if they become confused about things that they normally do, then that's when it's a real big red flag. Um, for instance, maybe, um, I don't know, making a meal that they've prepped and they've made for you multiple times and they forget even how to turn on the oven or how to read the directions. Those are going to be red flags. So take note of that. And then it's a, a total process for the diagnosis. Please rule out anything else. You don't want to treat them as if this is the end all. They have Alzheimer's, dementia, when in reality it might be a temporary situation. And I did talk about that in a previous episode. So rule out anything else for those confusing times in forgetfulness because it might just be a temporary situation. Understand that two people, no two people will experience the same degree of symptoms. I shared dad's situation. I shared mom's situation. Totally different. You need to understand that. You can't reference someone else and say, hey, well, this and this is going to happen and with your loved one when it happened with someone else. Please make sure, you know, you pay attention. It is going to be different. Start a log. Start an Alzheimer's slash dementia log at the beginning and start recording the things that are happening, the dr the meds, the doctor's appointments, um, everything. Record it all, or you write it down, or you put it in the computer. I'm a writer because that actually is therapy for me. I like to handwrite everything. So write everything down. As the dementia um, increases, remember that their language will decrease as far as clarity, 
and comprehension, their memory loss will start to deplete, and then you'll see that they are losing control in their world. And that is apparent if it is the dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. Um, understanding it's going to be a roller coaster. It is going to be a roller coaster. Let me, I'm going to read from one of my books that I use. It's called The Everything Alzheimer's Book. It's old. It's old, but it's got some good information. Here's some things for a checklist to start off with your loved one. Make sure you talk with everybody in the family and connect. And then um, about the future needs and long-term care and home care and future nursing care. That is the utmost important. You need to connect. You're going to need support with family. If you don't have um, family, like my, I have one son, and that's it. And so I have to actually, in my mind, I'm thinking ahead going, so where do I want to be? So I share with him some things. There's a place here where I live. I said this would be a great um, facility to put me in and sharing that. So ahead of time, have that planned out ahead of time. Connect with your support system, your support group. It might be friends as well. Um, if you work, you talk with your employer and let them know what's going on. I know that I did that as my dad struggled and mom struggled. And it's like they are first and foremost. Your family member is first and foremost. If your work doesn't understand, then they're missing out. They have an issue. Sorry to be a bitch, but that's just how it is. Join a, a support group, Alzheimer's support group. I never did. I had my family members that I could talk to about, and I was all about educating. I was, oh my gosh, I was going to read, and I was going to find out what the heck is going on. And I dove in head first. Um, discuss health insurance um, with your loved one probably at the earlier stage or the POA, the executor of the family. That was not me. And I shared that through the entire thing. I was, I'm more the caregiver and um, the rest of the family has their role. And remember that finances, financial advisor, discuss that. Talk to a lawyer. <clears throat> if you don't have a power of attorney for your loved one yet, if they don't have a power of attorney, Alzheimer's proof your home. You're going to have to look that one up because there's a plethora of things I can share. And I did share some stuff. I want you to think about it from your, your loved one's point of view, their perspective. And think about the dangers in your home. For instance, rugs. Um, those, those could be dangerous because they trip on those. That's just one instance. The kitchen, the bathroom, the living room, go through and see if there's anything that, you know, because they'll shuffle walk and it's like anything they can trip over, anything that they could pick up and go, oh, well, this looks kind of cool and it's a knife and they have no idea that that's a dangerous item. And then talk to an Alzheimer's counselor, which I actually ended up talking to a social worker for quite a while about all of this. And connect, connect, connect. Uh, let me see some other things I wanted to share. Um, it is going to be extremely frustrating as you watch your loved one, um, as their life is, their dignity, their life is taken from them. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break and understand that it's going to happen. Who's going to be in your support system to help you? 
like I said before, arm yourself with resources. Sorry, the paper's making noises. Um, your control is limited, and you need to be able to capitalize on what you can control. Um, like I said before, though it's a roller coaster of emotions, erratic behavior. Um, so be prepared for that and understanding. And I want you, again, empathize. Jump into their shoes. See what they're seeing because they're losing their control of their world. They're losing their life, their dignity. And then they, can, they can't control going to the bathroom. So understand what's going on from their perspective. And it'll help you kind of get a beat and um, be a little bit more compassionate while they go through this. Communicating with your loved one. Let me tell you some helpful hints. Sorry, you guys, I'm a little bit um, crazy here. I haven't been on here in a while, so um, some communication do's and don'ts. Please don't talk to them as if they're not in the room, or don't talk to someone as if they're not in the room. I'm sorry. Do not talk to someone else as if your loved one is not in the room. They do hear everything. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. I am so sorry. It says, don't talk about the person as if he or she weren't there. Um, don't confront or correct if it can be avoided. And don't treat the person as a child, but as an adult. That's huge. Don't treat the person as a child, but as an adult. Because there will be childlike behavior, but you still treat them as an adult. The only reason you're going to want to correct is if it's an unsafe situation. If they keep repeating, you pretend, again, as if it's the first time. Take your time when you're connecting with your loved one with their dementia. Talk to them right in front of them. Don't talk behind them and scare them. You have to have that eye contact with them because they'll hear your voice and sometimes it scares them even though they're familiar with your voice. You want to make sure you're straight on right in front of them. Um, show that you are listening. Don't just give them the cordial, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've done that to my son so many times. Please, please connect with them on a real level. Give them encouragement and touching and hugging may help with that. Allow time for them to reply when you're asking them a question. If, if the person seems stuck, your loved one seems stuck on a um, word, offer a guess. But act like you have all the time in the world. Don't rush in front of them. Hey, I'm here only for five minutes. Uh, you know, I'm going to come and go. That scares them. That frightens them. That puts them in a state of, as my friend Kim would say, activation where they're just stressed. They're stressed. Don't do that. Please. You have to enjoy them for the time that they're here. In that time frame, you pretend they're there. Even though you seem, it seems like, hey, they aren't, they aren't answering. They're not here at all. I don't know what's going on. They are. They are there. Pull out your compassion hat. Pull out that empathetic hat. It's, it's worth it. Um, because they will... They're smiling on the inside, even though sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, they're looking at you like with that blank stare. I promise you, you won't regret that. Take time. Connect. Don't act like they're just um, a task 
that you have to check off your list. They'll feel that. Don't do it. If you aren't quite sure um, you understood what they have said to you, repeat it back and then ask if you've got it right. Give them power. They've lost control of their world. Sorry. <clears throat> Give them a little bit of power and control and understand what's happening with them. Um, let's see. Choose a quiet time and place for your discussion to take place. Don't do it right in the middle of the living room or something like that. I know that's happened with us when mom was coming towards the end. Not a smart choice. Be aware that the person may want to point or gesture if they can't use their words and try to comprehend that mom would do that too. And she would point to certain objects and it's like, okay, then we give that to her. Lastly, you guys, and I know I went over time and it's still, man, I'm hitting a wall on this. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, strive um, for some stability for your loved one. Create familiar surroundings with things. That sounds, you know, here we talk about things and it's like you can't take your things with you when you pass. You can't. You can't. But I tell you what, when you have a loved one who's struggling with dementia, those things are the best thing in the world for them. Familiar things. Pictures. Um, it might be, like I said, dolls. Favorite blanket. Uh, favorite table. We have a table with all our family pictures on it that we left, you know, had mom have. So familiar things will help with them. So stability. Familiar things. Create a safe environment. Look around and make sure it's safe. If they're not in a home, because the caregivers, they do a good job of making it a safe environment. And again, there's there's a plethora of resources for creating a safe environment. And keeping in mind the areas of the home, like I said before, um, that could be unsafe. Also, doors and windows. If the your loved one's still in a home, you got to keep those locked. You have got to keep those locked because they could, and this is kind of crazy, they could, you know, undo the window and crawl out the window. Um, the door, walk out the door. Um, always, always lock those please, please reach out with questions or comments and let me know if you need any other resources. But like I said, there's a plethora. Um, on Google, I have like a, my book I just told you about. And then I have another Alzheimer's book that has Alzheimer's activities. There are t There's tons of information. I'd like to say it's an easy road, but it's not. Um, be ready. Man, those bumps and those potholes, when they come, they come hard. But if you're educated, you'll be able to handle it. I have faith in you. I have confidence. Your loved one, it's this small time frame in their life, and it's usually later in their life. They've lived their life hard. They've done a good job, and then all of a sudden this hits. Help them live that life to its fullest in that time frame. No belittling, understanding, 
and kind and compassionate. You're going to also put on that patience hat. You have got to be patient with them. And like I said, step out. Step out if you get frustrated. All right, that's enough for information. Sorry, I lost it again. And this has been, what, two weeks since I've been on here. So I apologize. Thank you so much for bearing, what do I want to say, um, hanging with me while I go through this with you guys and understanding it is a tough road and I appreciate you. And if this is the first time that you've hopped on, go ahead, hit follow and you'll get a notification of when my next episode comes out. It will be released. It'll be a weekly. I'm going to go weekly now instead of every single day because it got to be too much. And I'm not sharing what the next mini-series is, but please take care of yourselves, you guys. You got one life, one time through. It ain't a dress rehearsal. So live it right and live it, you know what? Live it in joy and happiness and peace. And then lastly, keep on learning. Because once you stop learning, man, I tell you, you you stop living. You truly stop living. Learning is truly the essence of life. All right, you guys, I will catch you on the flip side. Peace out.